Bucks fans, how's everybody doing on this Friday morning, this football playoff game day Friday. This is what we are so excited about. We have been doing this show three days in a row to make sure we get to all of your questions. So if you have some of those questions, comments, topics you want us to talk about, make sure you head over to the Facebook page if you're not already watching on there and leave them in the comment section. This is Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here, senior writer and editor Scott Smith. So as we give people a chance to start submitting some of those questions, uh, a couple topics that we've uh, learned a little bit about since yesterday, since we, again, we've been doing this a few days in a row, so we're just trying to update you since yesterday. Uh, before the show, we had talked about Ronald Jones and whether or not he was going to be returning to practice. So tell us what we learned yesterday. Well, he did return to practice in a limited fashion, which is what you would expect. Uh, and, and it was what Bruce Arians was hoping for. So I would consider that a good sign. Uh, the Bucks are going to practice here in about half an hour, so we'll get a better feel for how good he's coming along and if it's a steady progression and if they think he's going to play on Sunday. But at least it was a step in the right direction. By the way, the practice today, they're going inside, and i got to believe that's just because they wanted to get a little bit of work on artificial turf before playing in the Superdome on Sunday. So there's yeah. a little bit of news for you. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, we've had a couple of questions about uh, injury updates in general. And again, this is something that we've uh, we've answered the last couple of days, but we know not everyone gets to see the show uh, every day. So we had a few different people ask about Vita Vea and OJ Howard and the implications of playoffs for there. And then we also had a question about Alex Kappa. So can you give us the, the updates on those guys? Yeah, let's start at the end there. Because uh, while the Bucks haven't officially announced it yet, they are about to put Alex Kappa on injury reserve due to that ankle fracture. Um, that's the starting right guard. And he, he started every game leading up to this. So that's an unfortunate loss. He was having a, a nice season in his second year as a starter. And because you have to be on injured reserve for at least three games before you could be eligible to return, that means that's it for Kappa in 2020. So we'll be looking forward to his uh, good return in 2021. And uh, the Buccaneers are going to start Aaron Stinney in his place. He is the, it'll be his first start coming now in the playoffs in the divisional round. It's, hey, throw you right into the fire. But um, he's the Bucks' best option there right now. And the Bucks like his athleticism and his physical style of play. And uh, one of the people who was asked about him yesterday, can't remember, maybe Ryan Jensen, who to compare him to. And he said, well, he's actually kind of a lot like Alex Kappa. So if he can give you something like the same thing, then that'll be good. And the Buccaneers are also going to um, restore some of that depth on the interior line by signing Earl Watford. Again, that's not official yet, but it is going to happen probably before this practice or so any minute now. And as we know, Earl Watford was with the team all last year, um, started four games, actually, three of them in place of Alex Kappa at right guard. So he may take a little while to get his legs underneath him because he hasn't played at all this year. But that's a nice signing because he knows the system. So I don't remember the first half of that question now because I've, I've been talking for a very long time. <laughs> no, you 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 hit. Uh, well, it was Vita and OJ. Oh, it? yeah, they're not they're not coming back. Yeah. I, like you said, not everybody's heard all these. But as we've said repeatedly, while we would love to have either or Vita Veyer or OJ Howard left this this extra month, hopefully, of playoffs is not enough to get either of them back from their injuries. Um, and we, since we were just talking about Alex Kappa, Frank had asked, how big of an impact do you think his loss will have uh, on, on this team and what the offense is able to do? Well, it's potentially a big impact, and, and we don't want it to, to be honest with you, because um, if it has an impact, it probably won't be in a good way. The, the Buccaneers offensive line really is peaking at the right time. They've been playing well for the last month or so. I mean, really well, given given uh, Tom Brady tons of time to throw on most of his passes, which is why he's been able to hit so many of those downfield 25, 30 yard plays to Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Scotty Miller and uh, 
Cam Brait. I mean, we've had something like 11 touchdowns of more than 20 yards in the last five games, which is really a lot. And obviously the overall numbers for Tom Brady have been incredible over the last five or six weeks. And you can't do that without good protection from the line. So hopefully Aaron Stinney can help keep that going. So it will be saying there wasn't a huge impact from him coming into the game. Right. And then uh, we also had a question from Alan. Do you expect Todd Bowles to blitz more than usual this Sunday? <laughs> Todd Bowles already blitzes more than almost every defensive coordinator in this league. I think his blitz rate this year is, was about 42%. And just to be clear, a blitz is actually defined as more than four defenders coming at the passer on a pass rush. So sometimes things you see that look like a blitz aren't necessarily a blitz. Like if a corner comes out of the slot, but one of your outside linebackers drops into coverage and you're still only bringing four, that's not a blitz. But just from a blitz standpoint, I think Todd Bowles has been in the top three in terms of aggressiveness in the league, including when he was a head coach for the last five years. So he's, he's going to blitz. Okay. It's going to happen. Will it be more? Uh, that'll probably depend on how well it goes. You know, if you, if you blitz Drew Brees, five straight times and he gashes you and you don't get nearly near close to him, then you might think maybe this isn't the best strategy in the world. So we'll see how it goes. A lot of times this year, I've seen that he has started out not blitzing as much and then dialed it up a little bit later. And that's been an effective way to go. Okay. And Isai asked, how many turnovers do you think our defense needs to force to win the game? Well, they don't need to force any, uh, particularly if the Buccaneers defense uh, offense is not turning the ball over. Um, one would be enough if the Bucs can keep, keep the ball secure on offense because the Buccaneers are nine and zero this season when they have a positive turnover ratio. So it's more about the net number of turnovers that the Buccaneers have. And if it's on the positive side, I'll feel pretty good about it. So it could be two to nothing. It could be four to two either way. It's, it's probably a good sign for the Bucs. Um, and we also had Vaughn ask, uh, do you think Gronk needs to be more involved in the passing part or is it okay for him to stay more in the blocking role? Well, it's just, it's game plans change from game to game. I mean, Gronk had some big games down the stretch. And then in the last game, he was mostly blocking, although they did have one play dialed up for him in the end zone that they really thought was going to work and just missed. So uh, if they, if, if uh, Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich have a plan this week to unleash Gronk and have him out there, they wouldn't tell us. So um, do we need to do that? No. I mean, there's so many weapons on this offense that if you decide again to, you know, to make him more of a blocker and help you in that way and let Cam Brait roam around a little bit more, it would probably work. But uh, playoff Rob Gronkowski in his career has been pretty, pretty phenomenal. So I wouldn't mind seeing him unleashed. Yes. Uh, Curtis asked, who's more dangerous to our defense, Breeze or Taysom Hill? Well, Breeze, because he's going to play, um, you know, 95% of the snaps Taysom Hill could hurt you with some gadgetry stuff. And, you know, he might have one or two big plays that, that hurt, but overall Drew Brees is, is the bigger issue. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we also had a question. Who is the backup for Devin and Levante this game? If mentor is on the COVID list. Yeah, it would be Jack Sitchi. And um, uh, I guess you could elevate um, Dayon Buchanan from the practice, from the practice squad again. So it'd probably be those two, which, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's a great feeling because that's not a lot of depth considering Jack Sitchie only came back a couple of weeks ago and Dayon Buchanan just came back last week. So I'm not trying to tell you that's a perfect situation, but sometimes due to injuries or illness or whatever, you end up a little thin at one position or another. And definitely we are right now there. And uh, we also had Dustin ask, is Taysom still hurt? So I know that he was uh, out of practice for the Saints. 
Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure the Saints' last practice report um, had him as out still. Like he missed the last two games. Um, so we'll see. Today will be much more telling. Uh, one thing I want to point out, if you happen to go to the injury report on Buccaneers.com to see the Bucks, you might see some strange things from the Saints' injury report. Uh, something's messed up with their injury report on their website, and it's showing guys like Michael Thomas and Mark and De- Marcus Davenport is out. And that gets automatically pulled onto our injury report on our website. So we're not trying to say Michael Thomas is out. There's just some glitch in the system. So uh, don't read anything into that. And uh, we also had a question of asking you to predict the score. Um, I hate doing that. I know you do. So how about instead of making you give a specific score, um, do you think this is how high scoring or not do you see the game being? Feels like a high scoring game to me, like 31-28, something like that. Not Nothing out of control, like 44-40, but... I, I don't think we're going to see a 14 to 10 game here. I, the Bucks offense is just clicking on all cylinders right now. And as I've said the last couple of days, just as long as they can give Tom Brady a good amount of time to pass, I think we will move the ball and score. And it's pretty hard to stop. Now that Drew Brees has Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara back um, and Deontay Harris, that really fast, small receiver, who's a great kickoff returner, is starting to get more involved. Um They've got a lot of weapons as well. So it's a tall task to ask either of these defenses to keep the other team under 20 points. So to me, it sounds feels more like a 31-28 kind of game. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks for all of those amazing questions. Thanks for being with us throughout this week. And enjoy that game on Sunday night. <laughs>